Hello everyone and welcome to the Royal Tribe Church Online. We are so glad you've joined us here today. For those who are watching for the first time, hi! And for those who are already part of the family, welcome back guys. If you are blessed by the service or would like to share a testimony, please contact us at contact at royaltribechurch.org. We hope you enjoyed the service and remember to be expectant, be attentive, and be blessed. I'll see you guys soon. King Jesus, Prince of Peace, we worship you this morning and we invite your presence, we invite your power and your anointing into our homes, into our lives and into hearts. Amen. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare your all-living hope, your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love. When my heart becomes free and my shame is undone, my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Yeah. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come
Were you there? Were you there? Alongside the son and the father? Were you there as the foundations of the earth were laid? When the morning stars sang together as the Creator shut in the sea with doors? When He proclaimed His authority and sovereignty over all of the universe? Over all of its elements, the land, ocean and the heavens I can't see you I can't see you to what world do you belong you are not flesh nor blood nor blood do you belong to the cosmic powers that live in the heavenly places it is said that they shall fear your name from the west and your glory will rise out of the sun you will come like a rushing stream, driven by the wind. Why wind? Wind that pours out over me, and breathes life to the dust and into dried bones? That comes thundering from heaven, that filled that entire house with tongues of flame? Flames that baptize me in holy fire. Why fire? Is this the same fire that created the heavens? Is it possible? Can that same power live inside of me? Hello Church, it is so good to be with you once again. Uh, I hope you've had a blessed week thus far and, and I'm even praying that as we go into a new week, this week shall even be more productive and, and with, with greater blessings. Um, we want to start looking at uh, a, a subject that is very close to my heart. Um, it's it's the, the topic of the Holy Spirit and we're going to be looking at him uh, from, from a personal point of view, uh, even, even over the, the next few weeks. And it's something that I find really interesting because I've realized that uh, us as a generation sometimes we put so little significance into the impact the Holy Spirit can have in our lives. You see, most of the times we go through life and we don't really think we need the Holy Spirit to function as individuals, even as Christians and even as believers. We go through our day-to-day -day walk with God and we don't even make Him part of it. As I look through the impact the Holy Spirit even had in the Bible, I take a look at the early church and I'm amazed at, at, at the certain, certain things that even happened. You see, a lot of these disciples uh, had followed Jesus, they had walked with Jesus, they had talked with Jesus, they had eaten with Jesus, um, and Jesus had given them an assignment when he was going back to heaven. But Jesus even said to them, don't do anything. Jesus is like, chill out, don't go anywhere. I know I'm giving you an assignment, but I don't want you to do the assignment yet. Don't go out fulfilling it until you have received the Holy Spirit. This, is ama this amazes me because these are the people that talked with Jesus. These are the people that walked with Jesus. These are the people that had a one-to-one -one, um, flesh 
flesh, flesh communication with Jesus. But yet Jesus says to them, don't do anything until you receive the Holy Spirit. And I just think how much more us, we never knew Jesus after the flesh. If those people who walked with Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, how much more us, how much more do we even need the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our day to day? Because without the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, you can't walk in God's will for your life. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't, you can't walk in God's perfect will. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't even know the will of God. Without the Holy Spirit, as a believer, you will just live a confused and disappointed life. But the Holy Spirit comes so that we can have life and have it to the fullest. That's why the Holy Spirit comes into our life. He comes to our life so that we can have an enjoyable Christian journey. And we just want to take a look at who the Holy Spirit is, who he is, what he's done, how we can interact with him, how we can maximize the relationship that we can have with the Holy Spirit. And that's what we want to start looking at today for the next few weeks. Just before we start, I want us to say a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for an opportunity to even talk about you. Lord, as we just start this discussion over the few weeks, I just ask, Lord, that you shall just bring understanding to the heart of every single person who listens to this. That the Holy Spirit, you shall shine as we share the word. The word of the Lord shall just shine light into every heart. That understanding and wisdom shall be upon every single person who listens. In Jesus' name, amen. Because one thing I've realized even um, as a Christian and walking with the Holy Spirit, one of the things I've realized is most of the times Christians see the Holy Spirit as a thing rather than a person. And that really, really just corrupts our idea of who he is. You see, the Holy Spirit is not a thing. The Holy Spirit is not something. The Holy Spirit is not a wind. The Holy Spirit is not a force. The Holy Spirit is a person. Why is he a person? Because he's got personality. And we can see that from the scripture. How do I know the Holy Spirit is a person? Because from scripture, firstly, we can see that the Holy Spirit has a mind of his own. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 27, the Bible says that he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit. What is the mind of the Spirit? Meaning that the Holy Spirit has got a mind. If the Holy Spirit has got a mind, then he's a person. Secondly, we also see that the Holy Spirit has a will. How do I know the Holy Spirit has a will? In 1 Corinthians 12 verse 11, the Bible says that it is the one and only Spirit who distributes these gifts. Talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which we'll talk about later. He alone decides and gifts each person, decides which gift each person should have. So the Holy Spirit decides what gift he's going to give to you. He decides what gift he's going to give to me. If he's the one making that decision, then surely he has a personality. Surely he means he's a person. If he's the one that's making that decision, then he has a will because it's by his will that he says, oh, I'm going to give you this gift. He looks at another person and he says, I'm going to give this other person a different gift. He's got a will. You see, this book cannot just decide to do whatever it wants to do, right? But the Holy Spirit decides to give us what he thinks that we deserve. Thirdly, about that, the Holy Spirit has emotions. He has emotions because Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30, what does it say? It says, don't make God's spirit sad. I love that scripture. It shows us that the Holy Spirit has emotions. He can get sad. He can be disappointed. He can be insulted. 
You see, a number of times we talk so much about the love of God. And oh, I know the love of God is amazing, how much God loves us. But we talk so little about how much sometimes we hurt the Holy Spirit. He's got emotions, you know. He hurts too. Sometimes he feels disappointed. Sometimes, you know, he just wants to showcase his power. That's because he's a person. You see, these are characteristics of these are characteristics of who a person can be. Something that is just a thing cannot have these sort of characteristics, cannot have these personalities. But he's got a personality. He also cares. He assists. He teaches. He comforts. The Bible says in John fourteen sixteen that the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, he will teach you all things. Only a person can teach. He's a person that he comes and he teaches. It means he has a character to come and teach certain things that we may not understand. Haven't you read some parts of the Bible where you're really just deep in thought and you're like, hmm, I don't really understand this. Guess what? The Holy Spirit can teach you. He can teach you certain things. Why? Because he's a person. He's a person that comes to be part of our life. He's not just a force that we just ignite that force and turn off the force and turn on the force. Not just the wind that just comes and just causes some action and then goes. No, he's a person that wants to walk with us day after day. The Bible says that he speaks too. I mean, just like you, you, you I, can, I can speak to all of you. The Holy Spirit speaks to us sometimes. And I know I've, I've heard a number of people who, who say that, oh, I don't want to say the Holy Spirit told me. Because I someone, heard someone say once that they don't, want to, they don't like saying the Holy Spirit told them because they don't want to seem too over spiritual. But if, if you say something told me, when you know deep in your heart that the Holy Spirit told you, then it means that you're not acknowledging the impact he's, and influence he's having on your life. The Bible says that in John 16, 13, that when he, the spirit of truth comes, he would guide you in all truth and he will not speak on his own initiative. But whatever he hears, he will speak. So the Holy Spirit speaks to us. He talks to us. He wants to communicate with us on a day-to-day -day basis. He's the one who knows the mind of Christ. He's the one who knows the will of God. And he always wants to talk to us. He always wants to communicate with us. He can even be lied to. As we saw in the story in Acts chapter 5, where um, uh, Peter had sent some people on some assignment and they came back and they lied. And Peter said to them, um, but you have lied against the Spirit of God. So he can be lied to. These are personalities and characteristics of a person. Somebody who isn't just a thing, but somebody who is a person. Who, who can talk, who has a mind, who has a will, who has emotions. And he wants to be part of our lives. But I think a number of times, um, our ideologies of, of, of who the Holy Spirit is, is kind of sometimes wrapped up in maybe our religious beliefs of what we heard or what we've grown up listening to. You know, um, like sometimes I know a number of people think that the Holy Spirit is a dove. And I just find that quite interesting because they take that from the scripture where uh, Jesus goes to be baptized and the Bible says that the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. Because the, the, the people, the disciples and the, uh, those who wrote the Gospels, what they were trying to explain to us, what they were trying to describe the incident that just happened. They weren't really telling us that the Holy Spirit came down um, uh, in, in a dove form and, and rested, rested, rested upon Jesus. They're trying to describe the incident. So the Holy Spirit descended and they said it descended like a dove. 
It's like saying sometimes when I play football, I bend it like Beckham. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm Beckham. <laughs> you could play golf and you say, wow, he plays golf like Tiger Woods. It doesn't necessarily mean the person is Tiger Woods. But it's a description so that the, the person who you're talking to can understand that action better. So when they wrote the scriptures, they said like a dove, so we understand how the Holy Spirit descended on him. And I think sometimes our ideologies of who the Holy Spirit is sometimes clouds our judgment to really know that he is a person and not just a thing, not an animal. He's a person. And you know, a part of the scripture that I love is when Paul tries to describe the Godhead. You see, Paul had written this letter to the Corinthian church and he had written so much and advised them and given them so much wisdom and it came to the part where he was about to wrap up the letter and he says a short prayer for them and in just that prayer, he wraps up the entire Godhead. I love it so much. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Paul says, That may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship some translations say the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You see, we say this a lot. Some people just take it as an incantation that they just say at the end of every church service. Some of us have said it for years. After every church service, they say you can share the grace and we quote this exact scripture. Some of us have never even known where the scripture was gotten from. But here it is. It says that may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, he describes the Godhead. Oh, how much the grace of God is needed even in our day today. You know, we could spend so, so long talking about the grace of Jesus. Jesus came and died for us that we would have grace. He came that he will fulfill the law and then we would have grace. We'll be able to live in a grace era. That's the era we live now. We live in a grace era and that's by the Lord Jesus Christ. And the grace of God, actually the grace of Jesus just sums up all of that. It sums up the personality of Jesus. And then he goes and he says the love of God. Love just wraps up the personality of God the Father. Oh, how much he is love. Love isn't something the Father does. Love is something that the Father is. So he says the love of God, meaning that love personifies the Father. And then he goes to the Holy Spirit, which is where we're talking about today. And he says the communion of the Holy Spirit. The communion of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? I began to think to myself, why didn't he say the communion of Jesus Christ? Why didn't he say the communion of the Father? Can't we have communion with the Father or the Lord Jesus Christ? You see, when you look at the word communion, three words pop out to mind as I research that word communion. Three words, fellowship, partnership and intimacy. You see, for you to have communion with someone, it means that the person has to be there. And you know what? God the Father is not here on earth. Jesus Christ is not here on earth. But what? The Holy Spirit is here on earth. The Father had his own dispensation on earth and he was done. The Son came and had his own dispensation on earth. And this is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that it's better for you that I go and when I go I will ask the Father to send down the Spirit to you. So Jesus went so that the Holy Spirit can come. If you went to heaven today you will see Jesus there. But the Holy Spirit is right here and because the Holy Spirit is here we can commune with Him. We can have communion with Him. We can have fellowship. We can have partnership. We can have intimacy with Him. That's why He says the communion of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is here and willing and ready to have that communion with us. That's what the Holy Spirit wants. 
That's what the Holy Spirit wants. You see, it reminds me of you know when we were when we when when, when we used to gather as a church uh, in a, in a physical building, um, and we would sometimes you know after service we'll have network and chill, and we would just eat and chat together. What were we doing? We were having communion, Co- connect groups. We would sit down, have pizza, have wings, and people would sometimes only came for the pizza, but it was great because we had communion. Why? Because we were all present in the same place. Church online has been amazing, but I know we've missed that communion. But you know what? The Holy Spirit longs for that communion in our day-to-day lives. The first word that I say that comes to mind when I think of communion is fellowship. And some translations use that word fellowship. The Holy Spirit wants fellowship. You see, I've realized that, you know, the Holy Spirit definitely has to be one of the most ignored persons ever. He knows what it is to be ignored. You know what? If you're feeling ignored in your life, you should probably talk to the Holy Spirit because I'm definitely sure that He knows what it is to be ignored. Why? Because we ignore Him almost all the time. We ignore Him so much. We pray to Him during the day and we just go about our lives like He isn't there. We don't talk to Him. We don't communicate with Him. We don't bring Him into our business decisions. We don't bring Him into our lives. We don't ask Him for advice. We don't just chat with Him. And He wants that fellowship. You see, uh, a few uh, a while ago, um, I went for this wedding in, in a completely different city. I drove down up there and uh, I was coming back and it was quite late at night. And I had someone in my car who I was bringing back, back to London. And uh, while we were driving late at night, guess what? They slept off. Can you imagine? Yes, I am one of those people who hates it when I'm driving and the person who is with me in the car sleeps off. I am one of those people who absolutely hates it. Why? Because I want you to be awake. It's late at night. I need to be awake as well. And I want to be able to chat. I want to be able to communicate. And as I turned and as I was about to tap the person to say, hey, come on, wake up. You can't sleep. The Holy Spirit says something to me. He said, as you're driving this person back and you're feeling ignored, do you know that is how I drive people through life and they ignore me all the time? Is the Holy Spirit helping drive you through life and you're ignoring Him? Oh, how sad it is that we go through life. We go through different challenges. We go through different situations. We apply for jobs. We apply for scholarships. We, uh, whatever decision we're making, we just go through life knowing that the Holy Spirit is in us, but just willingly ignoring Him. Just not bringing Him into our personal decisions. Not just, just not bringing Him into our personal lives. The Holy Spirit not only wants to drive you through life, but He wants you to communicate with Him as He drives you through life. He wants to have that fellowship with you the day-to-day fellowship that's what he wants to have with you every single time every day decisions concerning your children decisions concerning uh, your, your family decisions concerning your work your business decisions concerning your education he wants to be part of it when you just have an idea and you just want to talk about it guess what the Holy Spirit wants to be part of that when you're about starting a new venture or a new project, guess what? The Holy Spirit wants to be a part of that. You're thinking about changing your team at work, thinking about changing departments, guess what? He wants to be a part of that. Not just the big decisions, the little decisions. The little decisions. He loves and longs for that fellowship. He loves and he longs for that fellowship. He loves and he longs for that fellowship. You know, Acts chapter 20 from Acts chapter 20 from 22 and 23. 
Paul was talking and at some point he started talking about his relationship with, with the Holy Spirit and this is what he said in, in verse 23 he said I only know that in each city the Holy Spirit wants me you see the, he had such an intimate fellowship with the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit could warn him of certain things he could tell the Holy Spirit oh I want to go to this city and the Holy Spirit would be like oh but when you get to this city this is what you're going to experience that's the kind of fellowship that he wants second thing that pops into my mind is partnership too you see over the last two weeks we talked about how God never eats alone and we talked a lot about partnership about how God wants to partner with us and the amazing things he's doing here on earth and he does that through the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit wants to partner with us God wants to do amazing things on earth and because the Holy Spirit is here God uses the Holy Spirit to do them by what by partnering with us third and finally is intimacy the Holy Spirit wants intimacy the Holy Spirit wants intimacy he wants intimacy with us the Holy Spirit wants intimacy with us another translation that I absolutely love even in that in in that scripture that we read in 2nd Corinthians is where uh, uh, another translation says and the deep fellowship of the Holy Spirit isn't that amazing because you know we can't really have intimacy until we have fellowship until you've developed fellowship with someone you can't really have intimacy fellowship is like the surface level but deep down it's intimacy meaning that you've built a rapport you've built fellowship you've fellowship to the person so much that you're now intimate with them you understand the nitty-gritties of it oh how the holy spirit loves to be intimate with us at all times he loves it he wants to have a deep friendship with you he wants to have a deep friendship it's not just the person that tells you oh yeah go do that and then you do it or says oh yeah just yeah do this and then you just do that no he's not a dictator he wants a deep friendship with you he wants a deep friendship with you you know sometimes someone asks me one day that I really wonder what God is thinking and I say you can know what God is thinking because who can know the mind of God except his spirit <laughs> the spirit of God can know the mind of God the spirit of God can reveal the mind of God to you that's why we say that you can't really know God's will for your life you can't even work in his perfect will except through the, his spirit why because the spirit is the one that knows the will of God and he can reveal it to you and I he can reveal it to you and I he's in our lives to really help us that much he's in our lives to really help us that much he wants to be part of your life there's nothing the Holy Spirit desires more than deep intimacy there's nothing he desires more than deep intimacy he can never be too busy for you he can never be too busy for you you see one of the reasons Jesus said that it's better for you that I go is because if Jesus were still here on earth how amazing it would be but he won't be as effective as the Holy Spirit is right now think about it if we wanted to see Jesus we would have to take a flyover to Tel Aviv take an uber to Galilee or wherever he will be based you know book an appointment to maybe see him because there'll be millions of people who also want to see him and all these things would just be happening but guess what the Holy Spirit can do so much all at the same time he can have a deep intimate relationship with you at the exact same time that he's having a deep intimate relationship with me talking with me with my own issues and we just conversing together and doing the exact same thing with you and he can do it millions of people all over the world he can do it millions of people all over the world he wants to have that intimacy with you he longs for it he absolutely longs for that intimacy the honest truth is we can't even know Jesus that much except through the Spirit 
You want to know who Jesus is? The Holy Spirit can even teach you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 3, the Bible tells us that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So you can't even know who Jesus is except by the Holy Spirit. He's the one who reveals who Jesus is to us. And he wants to be so intimate with us. He wants to be so intimate. He wants you and he wants you all for himself. He wants you to have that communication with him on a minute, but not even a once in a day. He wants an every time in a day conversation. He's a person. He's not a force. He's not a wind. He's a person that goes through life with you. So you can't even be lonely in life because he's there. It's like having another person part of your life, walking with you. It's like having another person walking with you through life, having a close friend, someone whom you can really call a friend, someone who would never disappoint you, someone who would always want to talk to you whenever you're ready. You know, the Bible says that his friendship with the world means enmity with God. He doesn't like it when we put the world and everything that is in it before him. He doesn't like when we put the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, all our desires, all our ambitions. He doesn't like it when we put it before him. He wants to be part of all compartments. That's what he wants. And he wants it for you, even as much as he wants it for me. He wants it for you, even as much as he wants it for me. And if you've not put him as part of your day-to-day -day walk, today will be one time to make that commitment that that's what you're going to do. And if you're wondering who this Holy Spirit is, even guess what? He's given to us as believers just so we can have and enjoy this Christian journey. The Bible says that God's desire for us is that we would have life and have it to the fullest. He said he wishes above all things that we will prosper, meaning that we will just excel in every area of our lives. We excel in our family life. We excel in, in, our, in, every, in our education, in our business, and in every single walk of life. Whatever venture we go into, he wants us to excel. But we can't really do that without an intimate relationship. We can't do it as successful as God wants without an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. So before you can even have and have him working effectively in your life, you need to give away and give up those sins. You need to turn completely to Jesus. Receive him and accept him into your heart. Let him be your personal Lord and Savior. Because the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, Bible says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He said and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that comes after you accept Jesus. You want to accept Jesus today as your Lord and Savior so you can start working intimately with the Spirit that he pours and bestows inside of us. Just want you to connect your faith with mine right now and say this from the depth of your heart Lord Jesus I come before you today I know I am a sinner in need of a savior and I know you can save me wash me and wash my sins with your precious blood come into my heart and be my Lord and savior I believe in my heart that you died for me and on the third day you rose again and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and Savior over my life. Thank you, Jesus. From today, I will walk victoriously even in this Christian journey.
through the help of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name, amen. If you've also want to make that recommitment to just put God first, to just make that commitment to have that intimate um, communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit, that deep friendship, you want to do that today, I just pray for you right now, for the grace to always put God first, to always put the Holy Spirit first, to always talk to Him, to make Him part of your life. I pray that upon you, that as you go through this week, as you make the Holy Spirit part of your day-to-day -day life, He would make you more productive. He would teach you things that you need to know. He would guide you. If you need comfort, he will comfort you. He will be upon you. That all that you do this week shall be blessed. The works of your hands shall be blessed. Every single thing that you do shall prosper. In the name of Jesus, your family shall go from grace to grace. Your workplace, you shall find favor before God. You shall find favor before your colleagues, before your manager, before your bosses, before your friends. You shall find the favor. The favor of the Lord shall just walk before you and upon you. In the name of Jesus, this week too, for you shall be blessed. In all that you do this week, you are blessed. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for we bless and worship your holy name. Thank you for this journey and this introduction you've just started, even in us talking about your spirit and the impact it has over our lives. Thank you, Lord, that even as we go about our week, we shall not just be hearers, but you shall make us doers, meaning that we will bring the Holy Spirit into our lives and make him part, and make him part of every single part of our week. This we pray and this we declare. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Today I make a vow, I pledge allegiance to you. Today I make a vow, I pledge allegiance to you. For the rest of my days, you alone I will serve. For the reason of the name, higher than yours. For the rest of my days, you alone I will 
Thank you to everyone who paid their tax and offering. And we pray that as you have given, God will give back to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Let us pray. Father, we just want to thank you. Everything that we have is a gift from you. We pray that as we have given our tithes and offering, Father, that you will bless it and it will be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. We would also like you to keep up to date and stay in touch with us by following us on all our social media at Royal Tribe Church. I really, really hope that you've been blessed by the sermon today. And remember, guys, as you go into your week, you stay blessed. Stay prayerful and stay grateful. Bye, guys.